0: You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. We have a very large running clientele. New York is a running city, so we have a lot of runners, a lot of marathoners that will come in, and sometimes I won't see them for months on end because they'll be running a marathon, (laughs) But, but I always make sure that they are balancing their training because the number one thing I see as a weak point for my runners are their hips. Right, Because you're moving on that plane of motion, I love to get them laying down on their side and doing a side series for their glutes, their piriformis, with the resistance band. And we do that in all of our sculpt classes it's great for them to like get that internal external rotation on the hip and to strengthen up that glute medius that will just help support their carriage so much more they can move with more power and they avoid injury and certainly like low back pain like there's just so many things that runners are contending with because you're really beating your body up and that is a lot of hard work out there so balancing that with some of those smaller sculpting motions with lighter weights and high rep high repetitions. That's really the key that I've seen a lot of my runners get gains from doing that kind of work.
1: That was Katya Price. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, Fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I'm syncing up with Katia Price, founder and CEO of Dance Body. We caught up last month just before. She had her beautiful baby girl and first child, Stella Marie. During our convo, I get the inside scoop on the inspiration behind her incredible fitness brand and studios, where it all started and how it has evolved today, with locations and a cult following in New York City, Miami, LA, the Hamptons, and beyond. We do a deep dive into the variety of classes offered at Dance Body, from dance, of course, to sculpt and core. And yes, I did take a class and loved it. No, it was not a dance class. It was a butt sculpting class. And I absolutely plan to go back and integrate these classes into my training as I gear up for the Paris Marathon. But back to Katya. Katya shares how she's been staying fit throughout her pregnancy, her wellness routine, and some sage entrepreneurial advice as someone who has combined her passion for dance and fitness into a career when she founded Dance Body in 2013, prior to which she was dancing professionally for years. You are going to love this conversation. Katya has great, inspiring energy and lots of insight and advice from fitness to business. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to wherever you listen to your Apple podcasts, click on the Money on the Move podcast, click on the five stars. And click on leave a review. Tell us what you love about the conversations you're listening to. Also, share this conversation on your social channels. Take a screenshot, share it in your stories, in your feed, on Reels, wherever you like to get social on TikTok, on LinkedIn, tag us, we'll tag you back. Now, on to my conversation with Katya. Dance Body has been around for 10 years. You started, when did you officially start Dance Body? I officially started it in 2013. Okay, so yeah, 10 years. Yeah. And how did you start Downspotty? What inspired you to launch this company?
0: (laughs) I always call myself an accidental entrepreneur because I literally had to Google the word entrepreneur before even knowing that I was one. I, I the, the reason that it started was because I was a hustler. I was living in New York City. I was a performer. And I really wanted to be on Broadway. That's actually what I wanted to do. I moved to the city with a one-way ticket and one suitcase. And I'm like, I'm going to be on Broadway like everyone else. Right. <laughs> Initially, that's what I came here to do. And then I fell into the boutique fitness industry, totally unbeknownst to me. I didn't even know what that meant. Right. And I started offering these dance classes. And it turned out people really liked it. So I, I always say like, I didn't really start dance body dance body started me. It was out of pure demand that people just kept showing up. They kept giving me money. I'm like, I guess people want to dance for their workout. This seems to be something people like. So it was purely created out of demand, like very organic supply and demand. People were just kind of begging for it. So I didn't have like a really good business plan put together. I didn't start with a fundraise. Like I really started it out of pure want. And I loved doing it. So that's really where the inception point was, was pure passion.
1: (laughs) I remember because we used to produce this fitness festival called Sweat Fest with Union Square Partnership back, we started in 2015. And I remember hearing about Dance Body and like how awesome it was, but they only wanted to have like studios, right? Because their business model was to promote physical studios in the neighborhood. And I remember right. thinking like how cool is like what you're doing, but we never connected. And so that's why I was so excited to connect with you now. When you started, it was a sort of moving concept, right? Like you didn't have a brick and mortar studio. Exactly, right. How did You're exactly you, right. And now, <laughs> 10 years later, like, talk to me about the evolution and the process and how you've grown it. What I didn't know
0: I was doing at the time was called proof of concept, which is right. what entrepreneurs talk about now, which I didn't know what I was doing. I was literally renting a studio by the hour. 30 people would show up, and I did that for five years. We had unlimited members, and we didn't even have a studio space. Like, It was right. the craziest, weirdest thing law of attraction, cult following, like whatever you want to call it, people just kept showing up. I'm like, well, I guess we need to get a studio now. So from 2013 to 2018, we never had a studio 2018. We opened two studios. We opened our nomad studio and our Tribeca studio and we still have them to this day, which I'm very happy about. So, and we're on the brink of hopefully opening our next studio in the city, which I would love to announce as soon as we get the, the, you know, Sign on the dotted line, but you okay. never talk about it before nope. it happens. As no, you no, know. yeah, no, we cannot. So that's really the evolution of it. And weirdly enough, we started streaming content in mm-hmm. 2016. Right. So we would rent these places by the hour, and we started something called Dance by at home. So 2016, no one was really doing this yet. Right. You're ahead of the and curve. Totally. We I put up a weird like suction cup video camera in the back of our w- weird rented space. And we had a platform of so many videos, and we actually started it on. Remember Periscope? Yeah, totally.
1: Oh my god, I totally remember that.
0: Yeah, so we like, we thought that was the coolest thing. We're like, cool, we're gonna stream it live free on Periscope for a year, and then after a year, we're gonna launch this thing called Dance Body at Home. Yeah, and people just went nuts for it. So luckily for us, we already had an on-demand and virtual following, far pre-COVID, which is yeah. great.
1: Yeah. So you probably thrived in a way during COVID, but during the pandemic, it was like all of a sudden, I was like, this is a great opportunity for me because there were no races to practice and reboot my yoga, right? So I was like just doing online classes and I done online classes with so many people because it was just more like a social thing.
0: Totally. Well, it changed everything. Before people would talk to me about, oh, I want to lose this little ounce of fat or I want to talk about my six pack. After COVID, it was way more and still is tracking way more about community, about coming in and meeting with people. It's far more of a social experiment than it ever was before. That's been a huge change in the industry that I've seen just overall. And it's stuck, which has been amazing.
1: And you have a variety of classes. So what was the first class you started with and how many different classes and styles do you have now? And like, what have you incorporated and learned along the way?
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's awesome to start your own thing because you get to have that evolution. So as you grow as an athlete and as a person, you can always like, as you're going through these life phases, right? Like right now going through pregnancy, I'm like, all right, we need to reboot our pre and postnatal category, which I did. But it gives you this real experience where you can just kind of start adding things. So we always had dance cardio. Great, dance cardio, fun, always fun. The second you get out of your 20s and 30s, it's not as fun anymore because that high impact on your joints doesn't always feel as good. So now we introduced a class called Hip Hop Hits, which is far lower impact. So you get like this great vibe in the class. You're hearing all the best hip hop songs, but you're not like pounding your joints to a pulp, especially for people who are not like into that anymore as they age, or maybe they never were. That's a big part of it. Our sculpting classes we've always had, but now we added something with a little bit heavier weight. So we used to use only lightweights, resistance bands, two to three pound dumbbells. Now I actually created a proprietary eight pound hexagon shaped weight. And with this eight pound weight, we are doing different kinds of exercises. We're moving slower, we're engaging our muscles differently. And it's so important as we age, obviously to start to lift heavier weight and to do it in a different way with different speeds. So that was something I was really excited about yeah. adding on to our roster. The last one was strength and stability. So I had a knee injury for a long time. And I was like, I really need to rehab this. And they would always, when I went to PT, they would give me homework. I'm like, I'm never doing this. I'm like, yeah. not fun and boring, And but I know I need to do it. So right. I actually created this class called strength and stability, all done barefoot with this thing called a body band. And it is slow, methodical, micro movements. You're starting from the feet up, which for dancing and anything you're doing on your feet, most people don't utilize their feet because they're reliant on their shoes, right? Right. It's a big problem. Ankle stability, knee stability, hip stability as we age. And by the way, age has nothing to do with it. You you just have to learn how to do that throughout your training. So that was something that was really important to bring into the training.
1: What kind of pre and postnatal classes are you offering in Because I feel like that is something that I feel like a lot of my listeners would probably be into that. And also, you know, so many so many women are training through their pregnancy now. But like there's more that you need to do because like we started talking about like you just suddenly have more weight on your body and you need to learn how to strengthen other parts of your body to compensate for that.
0: Yeah. It it really is a different way to train. It doesn't matter how you've been training in the past. You have to alter your training and it's kind of from the beginning. Obviously if you have a good practice set ahead of time, whatever your practice is, unless you're high risk or your healthcare provider says otherwise you can just go with your bad self, which I think people are always, you know, people are very hesitant with pregnancy to be like, I don't know. And I I really pride myself on having a business where we're like, if you're pregnant, come on in. Like we want you to come in and work out. Um, Typically, you know, if people haven't been doing dance body, like consistently before their pregnancy, it's hard to say, hey, jump into this cardio class, like I wouldn't recommend that. And if you haven't been doing high impact, not probably the time to start high impact. However, sculpting, low impact, there's a million things you can do that make you feel good. You just have to be aware of the different phases of pregnancy. First trimester, hugely different from third trimester like you just have to as your body is changing you have to change the way that you train the best way to do this is through private sessions honestly but I will tell you certainly pre and post if you if you don't know your body well like I know my body incredibly well I know the modifications I need to make if you aren't, aren't sure about what modifications to make you have to do a private session, even just once to set yeah, you up for six months. Kind of, yeah. But then I would say, I would just encourage you to come to whatever class you want, because we have pregnant women in all of our classes, literally
1: all of them. Right. So I feel like once really you know crazy. your body, yes. then you can do it. And so are you like, when did you, are you still training? Like even up to today? I did a class and a half today.
0: Oh my <laughs> That's so awesome. And it feels, I honestly feel so good. Everyone's yeah. like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm 39 weeks today. And I honestly feel great. Like I feel so good. But I think where you don't feel good at 39 weeks is sitting all day, laying yeah. down all day. Cause it's so uncomfortable. You're so encumbered by the stomach. It's, it's really gives you a lot of empathy for people who do carry extra weight because it yeah. is, it is very uncomfortable. It's very difficult to move around. But honestly, once I'm in movement, I feel so much better. It's amazing. Um, The days when I don't move, I feel far worse. So even using myself as a guinea pig to understand how do my pregnant clients feel, I can attest to, you know, movement really does make a big difference mentally and physically.
1: I feel like that's for, even if you're not pregnant, like, I feel like that's for anything. When I take my, like, day off a week for not training, like, sometimes I just feel awful because it's really hard to just sit, you know, and not, I'm always stretching, I'm always moving, but like right. to just sit, it, it or even like I was walking earlier today, which is so much harder than running. I don't know how to explain that to anyone who doesn't run, but like, it was like, I felt like I was dead. Like I just came back here like 30 minutes ago and I was like, wow, I'm so tired from a five mile walk, but I ran nine miles two days ago and I was fine. It's weird. It's just like, isn't it amazing? yeah, I don't know. Very
0: different endorphins, very different chemical rush through your body. That's also yeah. the other half of it is what's, what's happening chemically inside yeah. of your head. As you're pushing yourself to those levels, you get a very different rush and it affects your brain and your body super differently. Whereas like a lackadaisical walk can really take it out of you.
1: Yeah. Isn't that so weird? I didn't even think about it that way. But, and speaking of, you know, dancing is also really good for your brain, right? Like there's like tons of studies in science. So like even people who are thinking they should do the tone and the strength and sort of more of the slower stuff, like dancing would actually probably also be really good, especially for people as they get older, because it's like that coordination.
0: You're, you're hundred percent. Right. I mean, I call it the daily dose. It's your dopamine. It's your oxytocin. It's yep. your serotonin. It's your endorphins, right? That is the daily dose of any chemical that's going to get you out of a funk or feeling better. That's actually what you're prescribed. And so to be able to create that naturally makes a big difference. But as we age, memory goes down, coordination goes down, all these things start to neuroplasticity. If you don't, if you don't do something new, right. If you don't force those neural pathways to fire. Yeah. They kind of go dormant, so you know if you don't use it, you lose it. And so I really encourage people to try it. I think when people hear Dance Body, they get really nervous with me, and they like to tell me how they're not a dancer and <laughs> I can't do it, and I'm not coordinated, which is all the things that we as adults, you know, tell each other because as an adult, you want to feel very achieved in what you're doing. You yeah. want to feel good about what you're. I'm an adult. So I want to feel good. I don't want to be feel silly but the reality is kids have it right. If you look at any kid, if they hear music, they just start to move because we are wired. We are yeah. wired as humans. It's our primal reward center in our brain. We love music and we love dance. That is just a, in our reptilian brains, yeah. that is just a part of how we are created. So it's so rewarding and it does release a different side of ourselves, produces a different kind of confidence. Yeah. The bonding I've seen between my clients is insane. Like dancing as a group is very powerful in a diff in a very different way you know like when you're running with people people, you have a, a group around you and you're all hitting it at the same time
1: yeah it's a very
0: bonding activity in a world especially where it's it's hard to find those places
1: yeah I think I you know I've taken a couple of dance classes in my time I actually like worked with a dance studio out of Atlanta at one point of my life and like they made me come and when I take (laughs) classes I always say you know I want to work it into my schedule especially because I feel like it's so good for your brain but also for your ankle strength for your coordination because even though like when you're moving in one plane of motion like forward on a bike or running like you have to your body is still doing those movements like but you're just not training them so it's oh I'm always twisting my ankle like unclipping on my shoe or like you know, I could easily trip at any given moment running, you know, things like that. And I think that dancing, I was even thinking about like doing some tennis at some point. But yeah. well, that you're, you're yeah.
0: absolutely right because if you think about the lateral plane of motion, yeah. right? Which dance, tennis, you know, I, like I can I can get to the ball in tennis, I just can't hit it right. Right, totally.
1: <laughs> so that's a different Doesn't story. Do
0: over my uh, batting skills in tennis, but. You know, if you think about ankle stability, it's really crucial for any sort of activity as we age. And dancing really forces you to be mindful of where your feet are going. And we're working with transverse rotational movement, multidimensional right. movement. It's not just one plane, like you're saying. We're hitting all the different planes. Like you're moving your hips, you're rotating your arms. you got to think about all these things. And, and I'll tell you what, in the first like three to five classes, you're going to be like, what's happening? Yeah. But after that point... There is a weird learning curve. It's like you know, learning a musical instrument, learning a foreign language. You're not gonna be a pro the second you start, but how rewarding once you get to the other side. Right. So there really is a lot physically to be gained from dance. Obviously this is why football players do it. You're preventing injury. Yeah. It makes your body more flexible. You're more malleable. Your balance is different. Yeah. That's a huge one for huge. people. You know, it's like you almost slip on that ice, but you don't because your core is, like, going to pick you up. So yeah. it really does challenge you and reward you in a, several different ways that most traditional training methods don't in the gym, right? right. So it's yeah. it's so it is so fun, but, like, sneakily, I, I equate it to, like, a mom sneaking vegetables in the chocolate cake somehow. Yeah. It's fun, but it's actually functional,
1: yeah. which is huge. That is huge. And so how, you know, your classes are available around the world because – it's digital, it's online, but also there's like the physical spaces or what you're doing something in the Hamptons this summer. Yeah.
0: Yes. Actually the Hamptons, especially right now are our most, it's sold out every single day. It's actually amazing. We've been in the Hamptons, I think eight seasons now. Okay. I used to go out there in my car and, and stay there overnight. You know, now we have a full operation, but you know, the Hamptons is such an amazing beast business wise. That's a different thing, but yeah. Having that pop up and we have classes there seven days a week and we have private sessions there and people just love it because you know when you're in that vacation mode you're more willing to try a different kind of workout you're more willing to kind of check things out and I find that people really will try it if they're new in a different area as opposed to when you're in the city or you're back in your routine you're not as apt to try new things in a weird way.
1: All right, just dropping in here to give a shout out to our partners, AG1. I started drinking AG1 daily over a year ago. I was looking for an all-in-one nutritional supplement that was easy to add to my daily wellness routine. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. It helps build your health foundation first. I drank mine while making my coffee in the morning. With just one scoop, I get the nutrients and gut health support to thrive throughout my day and cover my nutritional bases. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash Marnie on the Move. That's drinkag1.com slash on the Move. Now, back to our conversation. So, and then like in terms of like building this business, I mean, you're obviously, you know, a fitness entrepreneur in a time where in the, over the last 10 years, I mean, the landscape has changed. And luckily for you, you already had all the digital dialed. So how have you experienced that as like a founder over, you know, the ebbs and flows over the last decade that maybe there were more opportunities as opposed to challenges? And maybe, yeah.
0: Well, you 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 nailed it. I mean, it's opportunity in the challenge, right? Yeah. It's like, if, if you don't face a challenge, then there's no opportunity, truly. I mean, I, I learned to train myself for adversity and challenge very early on as an entrepreneur. You know, being from Michigan, I'm a people pleaser. No one seemed to argue. Everything goes kind of to plan. Yeah. <laughs> being from the Midwest, this is just how we live our lives. We're mostly teachers, you know? Like, we're not doing this. So... I realize that this is a very different type of thing. So especially in the past 10 years, the fitness industry has changed tremendously. My business has changed tremendously. However, some key components do stay the same. Like as much digital as you can have, that doesn't replace the want for an in-person experience. So many of my streamers will make the pilgrimage to New York City. One of my streamers just purchased an apartment down the street from our Tribeca studio so that she can be close to the studio and live here part-time because that's how much it means to her because if you think about it if you're committed to a workout you're doing it every single day yeah it's part of your routine it's part of your lifestyle and you make it a priority so I think people are very eager to cast it out we have a retreat every year so that people who are streaming full-time right. yeah. can actually come together meet the trainers in person like it makes a really big difference for them but in terms of the in-person it has changed. It is a fully hybrid operation now. This is not just brick and mortar, although that's how we started. And I will say our brick and mortars now, being at 2023, are doing exceptionally well. That's great. And we're gonna we're planning to grow that because we luckily had a strong foothold there. We were very lucky to have digital ahead of COVID, but that does not the perfect streaming business make. Streaming is not easy. And right. you don't have the same touch point with clients when people come to your studio, you have a very different relationship than when they're just trying a $5 free trial, you know, it is a totally different, totally different thing. One of the things we've done to bridge that gap is we have a two-way camera. So similar to zoom, you know, if you elect to put that camera on, like I got girls in cute outfits putting on their two-way camera and I see them every single day at our workouts. Like it really is amazing to see people be so committed, even when they're not in studio. And there's several times where we have more people streaming than in the studio. Yeah. So that's something that we really have to look at and and weigh in, of like what is the future of fitness? You know, yeah. if people, you know, now it used to be like, if you lived close to a studio, you just came to it. Well, now I have people who stream down the street from our Nomad location instead right. of coming in because they're like, oh, I just couldn't squeeze it in today. So it's so much more convenient yeah. for people. So I don't think we will change it. I think being a hybrid business at this point is – I felt it in 2016, and I feel it now. It's an absolute necessity for Grant. Yeah,
1: I think it's great, and I think it gives you, like, the opportunity to know where your audience is. So if you did want or know where your yep. consumer is or your customer, because if you do, like, maybe it's Austin. Maybe you have, like, hundreds of people streaming from Austin, so maybe you go do. and do a pop-up there, you know? It's like, that's a great thing that I saw, you know, with a lot of my friends that own studios that – were, have, like, digital followings that, like, you get, you get insight on your market without having to do the retail component ahead of it. Exactly. It's a far less capital-intensive way to understand where your consumers are and who wants you. So you started out as an instructor, and now you're a founder and an entrepreneur. So how, did you, how do you balance that? Because one is, I mean, yeah, how do you balance that? Because I know you're wearing <laughs> many hats, and I'm sure you have a big team at this point, but yeah. Yeah,
0: I I found that it's actually really important as a founder to be involved with the product. Mm -hmm. Like you really can't step away from it. So I've always been teaching and training because I love it, and because you know people want to see me, they want to see my face, and I want to be there. And selfishly, people are always like, "So what do you do for your workout?" I'm like, "You're kidding, right?" Like this is my workout. Like this is my dream scenario. Like my I wanted to work out every single day, so I just created a world in which I could do that. Yeah. So I think. Being an instructor and being you know, the founder and the CEO actually gives me an advantage because I know exactly what my, there's not one job in this company I haven't done. Yeah. So I really understand my people. I'm able to work with them in a, in a better way, which is helpful. And I'm able to keep tabs on the product. So I think having that balance of being intimately involved in my product on a day-to-day basis is really important for any founder i've seen founders kind of step away and you can see that the product suffers because of that because it's like mom you know it's like that skin to skin contact you've got to have it
1: i've seen a lot of founders that were not in in fitness right and they just had an idea for a company and then hired instructors that also doesn't really work it's tough because when you can't
0: relate to your people or if your people get the sense that you don't relate to them like I have taught seven hours of classes a day. I know how that feels. Now, my instructors are not doing that, and nor would I ever ask them to because I know how hard that is, or I know what it is to prepare for a class or to have a really tough client. And therefore, I'm able to have empathy for them so that they can have empathy within their jobs, which is something that's really important to me when I'm hiring my people. The EQ has to be there.
1: Yeah, and are you still like, are you spearheading all the creativity and creation behind the classes like choreography and everything? I'm just talking about the dance stuff, but I mean, I guess everything, right? Like everything. Yeah. yeah. Even
0: our sculpt classes are, they all have a template. They're all like somewhat choreographed to a degree because in order to have a replicable product, you know, I can't just say, all right, you're a new trainer, go in and good luck to you. And whatever you teach is fine with me. That would never work. Yeah. So, like, the goal is you want to make it as close to Starbucks as possible with still having some creative liberties. Um, Because, you know, you want the trainers to be themselves. You want them to pick their own music. And that's part of what makes it fun and different class to class. But having a very, very, like, detailed outline is very helpful in terms of, like, you know, we have classes in L.A. We have classes in Miami. Like, how do we make sure this is replicable when our clients travel to those locations? So we have to make sure that that's on point. So yes, I am intimately involved with the creation of new products, the creation of new classes, the creation of new choreography, but luckily it's not 2013. So it's not just me anymore. It has (laughs) not been just me for a long time. You know, I, one thing that's really important for me is nurturing my team up. So if I see someone that has talent on our team, I'm like, Hey, can you join us for choreography or would you like to be a part of this? So that's really important to me. So my co-founder, Courtney, It's really like my creative head with me. And then we have a training team under us that will help us to devise and disseminate
1: new content. That's fun. That's awesome. And so are you, like, what are some future plans? I mean, I know you kind of touched upon it, but like, what are some future plans and some of your goals for Dance Body? Yeah, I think having a brick and mortar
0: location is is really important. I don't think you need a ton of them. And I actually think, as COVID has shown, it's almost dangerous to have too many. Yeah. So I think what is important to us is to have key stores where we know we will have a great success rate. And thankfully, because of streaming, we know exactly where those points are. So I think we're going to work towards that. I would love to open a few more in the next couple of years here. Yeah, and we'll see how it goes. But it's you know it's it, we're still not back at exactly pre-COVID levels. Funny enough, for as great as it's come back, it's still tough to know what the consumer wants. Everyone's schedule is very different now, yeah, so totally, it's hard to know. And people are working different hours. What do they want? You know, working out in person is really more of a luxury. So, I think the goal is to open key stores and then fill in the blanks with digital streaming and events. In-person events. We did a Dance Body tour and we hit our highest streaming cities. which was really nice to be able to see those people or retreats, things like that, where you're filling in the gaps so that people get to see you without the capital intensive work of opening a studio and paying rent is a real thing. I don't think people understand how intense that move is.
1: Somebody paying for one class. And if even if there's 30 people or 40 people, it's not going to pay the rent unless you have like hundreds of classes in a retail space. So it's kind of like you've got to make a decision
0: Well, And you have to diversify, you have to think about diversifying your revenue. And this is something I talk to a lot of young entrepreneurs about. I'm like, you can't just have one thing that's responsible for your revenue. If we just relied on group classes, we would not have the same pie that we have. So between group classes, private sessions digital streaming and e-commerce that makes a nice diverse yeah. pie now they're not all equal parts of course your group classes are always going to be your bread and butter but to have like supplemental revenue coming from other areas you have to think about what else can we offer what else yeah. are we good at what else can we provide that's not a heavy lift for us because people will transact but again like even going into product I and clothing yeah that's really capital intensive. And then you're sitting on 400 pairs of leggings that you have to discount. So you have to be careful with that kind of stuff. A lot of it is R and D. No one knows for sure. Like getting any sort of feedback from your clients is the best way to start to be like, what do you want? What would you pay for? And really getting those focus groups going will give you a lot of um, insight and, and taking that feedback seriously. You don't have to take it all trust me because it's you don't want it all
1: right but there's some things you should not ignore that's for sure you mentioned merch do you partner with any brands or do you like when you do your retreats or your tours yeah
0: i think working with partners and co-marketing is is a really important part of any business we have done this so many times throughout even before influencers were a thing we were always trying to find like what product can we co-market with because we've really seen that getting people through different funnels whether you know Fitness and beauty, for example, are very closely linked. Fitness and fashion, very closely linked. So whenever we have an opportunity to have someone come in and do a pop-up or provide cool leggings or like a cool beauty experience or an activation in studio, it really does do well. And again, you're not seeing like a windfall from any one partner, but if you're working with a lot of different strategic partners through those funnels, you can start to see it all add up. And sometimes you just hit the jackpot and you're like, that partner was dope. So It it is a roll of the dice for me on that one. It's, it's quality and it's quantity. You want to have it kind of on the continuum. So for example, in the Hamptons, we try to have a different partner show up every single weekend so that it's always that surprise and delight aspect for our client. It's not going to make them come to class, but when they do come to class, they'll leave a little bit happier.
1: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, the whole partner thing is great. I mean, it's just another revenue stream. And uh, what about like your you know, I wanted to ask you about some wellness stuff. And obviously, you know, your go-to workout that fuels you for success is dance body. It's like you're doing, you know, this is your day-to-day. Like you're doing your own training. Yeah. Now, how do you stay inspired with that? Like, are you just always excited about class? I really am. I don't, I,
0: <laughs> something might be wrong with me. Um, but but listen, I, I think, listen, there are definitely days where I'm, I'm moving slower or you wake up on the depressed side of the bed. Like no one's in a good mood 100% of the time. Yeah. But I have found that pretty much 100% of the time when I get up and get moving, my my brain and body will follow suit. So I really have found that energy begets energy. You know, if I can get up and I can move and I can just start doing things, I always feel better than if I don't. Yeah. So I think that helps me to stay motivated. Um, I think a healthy dose of anxiety <laughs> is weirdly really helpful. Yeah. You know, being an entrepreneur, it's like there's always something, there's always something to do. So that always gets me out of bed because I I really am so passionate about the work that I do, what I'm putting out into the universe. And I, I feel very good about the work that I'm putting out there. And I think you have to feel good about the message you're providing, the things yeah. that you're doing on a daily basis. And I do, I am so grateful because with my job, I can go into the studio, get that boost of oxytocin when I'm feeling a little bit low. And talk with my clients and honestly, just talking with my clients who, you know, forget that. They're all friends at this point. We're all yeah. friends. It's its really been interesting, but they, they put me in such a better mood. And then I remember, remember why you started doing this. Remember your why, remember yeah. why you're here. Cause it's very easy to get stuck in the mire. It is not glamorous being a entrepreneur or yeah. a, a startup CEO. There's nothing glamorous about it. It's hard. It's really hard work and there's no off hours. Can't
1: yeah shut it off, yeah, no, I know, yeah, and what right? about, yeah, it's like you have to choose. do you have a, a wellness routine that you follow also because I know that fitness and wellness go hand in hand? Oh yeah, um <laughs> like, no i
0: would I would love to be the girl that says, I wake up, I make a smoothie, I meditate, and then I do x, y, and Z. I really don't. I'm just fighting for survival at this point. um, <laughs> um I love it. <laughs> But like now, like, you know, now it's really, it really is interesting. So I will say this, I think, you know, I, I'm a very overactive brain and body and like everything's on level 5 million from the second I wake up to the second I go to sleep. Uh Being, being pregnant has actually made me check in with my wellness routine on a much different level. And it's made me train for something very differently. Whereas I think I was getting by before if you're an entrepreneur, you have all the same vices. You're drinking too much coffee. You're not getting enough sleep. You're on your phone way too much. Like you're kind of doing all these things. Now being pregnant, I cut caffeine out right away, just for me. Like I wanted to see if I could do it. So I worked on that. I worked on my nutrition game. I, I way overhauled my supplements. That was a huge change. Cleaned up my sleep routine tremendously. Also, I, I, (laughs) I have a new husband who basically put me on a sleep schedule, which was very helpful. (laughs) very helpful. Yeah. And you know, so like creating this routine and now before I work out, like I would just get up in the morning and go to my workout or go to my phone or my computer and just start work. Yeah. Now I have a routine where I have a living being inside of me that I can't do that anymore. So I actually have to get up early, make time for eating because she yeah. has to eat, and then I can get on with my day. So in a very odd way, having to care for this thing inside of my body forced me to have to reevaluate my wellness routine and make more time in my day to connect with my husband and connect with my family and connect with my own self. Whereas before I was just running and gunning and I was loving it. And I had 39 years of like living and I loved it. I loved every second. I wouldn't have changed a thing probably, but now it's really interesting to, you know, when you're forced.
1: Yeah. you don't (laughs) have a choice. Yeah. Sometimes
0: a forcing function in your routine. Like I know a lot of people that have dealt with serious illness or chronic pain. When you have these forcing functions where you can't go at the same pace. And a lot of that is aging. You know, I was feeling that my own body, I can't move at this tilt anymore. Yeah. You do have to, it gives you an opportunity to reevaluate what are you doing and is it working for you? Because what worked for you 10 years ago certainly doesn't work anymore.
1: Yeah. That happened during the pandemic to me. I felt like you know I was always go, go go, like oh like yeah. literally, figuratively, whatever, on the move, like all the time, and I always joke, and everyone always jokes that I wake up in the morning and I 'm like the energizer bunny, and my goal for the day <laughs> is to get rid of all the energy so that I could fall asleep at night. I love it that's it and so and that and that includes like you know the only thing that can like make me really like fall asleep and be like super tired is like a five hour bike ride like i'm not kidding, i don 't know if it's like the air or being moving for five like that will but everything else is like just part of like the bigger picture for the end of the day. I just have a right. lot of energy. You know, so it's but during the pandemic, I like completely chilled out. And mm. I can't even imagine like I mean I, I'm I'm back a little bit to my old self now, but I don't know how sometimes I think sometimes I am tired and sometimes I think like how the hell did I do that? Because I don't even know, like even all the things that you manage on a daily basis, like pre-pandemic, like I was just going, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. I totally relate to that, which is, which is why yeah. I, I do believe that some people have that natural energy buildup in their body. I've always felt like I was like some weird Labrador that had to get run around the yard <laughs> yeah. or I will not lay down until I'm exhausted, which thank God I had a partner who's helping me realize like, no, you need to sleep. It's actually I'm at my worst when I'm by myself because if I'm by myself, I'll just run around in circles and I'll get manic and I'll stay up late and then get up early. So, in a weird way, that was very helpful to me. And now I'm like having full sleep nights, which never used to happen. So, it's it's interesting.
1: I know that you work with a lot of athletes, like not just people that are interested in dance and fitness. So, talk to me about your athletic clientele and how they're optimizing dance body.
0: Well, we have a very large running clientele. It's, New York is a running city, so we have a lot of runners, a lot of marathoners that will come in, and sometimes I won't see them for months on end because they'll be running a marathon, but I yeah. but always make sure that they are balancing their training because the number one thing I see as a weak point for my runners are their hips, right? Because yeah. you're moving on that plane of motion, I love to get them laying down on their side and doing a side series for their glutes, their like piriformis. Oh, 100% with the resistance band. And we do that in all of our sculpt classes. It's great for them to like get that internal, external rotation on the hip and to strengthen up that glute medius. That will just help support their carriage so much more. They can move with more power and they avoid injury. And certainly, like, low back pain. Like, there's just so many things that runners are contending with because you're really beating your body up. And that is a yeah. lot of hard work out there. So balancing that with some of those smaller sculpting motions with lighter weights and high rep, high repetitions, yeah. that's really the key that I've seen a lot of my runners get gains from doing that kind of work.
1: That's awesome. I mean, I know, like, as a runner, that there's tremendous value in that kind of work. It's always just... And I think for someone like me, and I I feel like a lot of runners having a class to go to is way more likely to happen than doing it on your own. Like I found, you know, I'm, I'm doing some stuff that I find on YouTube. I I have other things that I do, but I don't even stick to it the way I stick to running. But I think like now that we've met, I would
0: love to see, I would love to experiment on you. Honestly, if you gave me like a month, I'm a biohacker. Yeah. Is, seriously, I, yeah. I'm not, not cream. Can I ask how old you are? 50, 51. I love 51. it. Yeah. I love it. Perfect. So I have a couple clients, like I have an amazing 57 year old who is an avid runner, runs okay. all the time. And she has been coming to my sculpt classes consistently for God, I want to say like five years now at the studio, but I've known her for 10 years. She's one of my very dear friends and the gains that she gets from doing our sculpt plus class with a heavier yeah. dumbbell and the sculpt class normal are in- incredible. So I'm going to challenge you. Okay. I'm, I'm going to force you to go on some sort of, especially while your hamstring is recovering, I'm going to force you to go on like some weird schedule of sculpt. When I see you for class, I'm going to put you on a schedule okay. and I want to try it for 30 days and see how it helps.
1: I will do it. I am in. So I signed up for the Paris marathon, which is not until April. Great. I need that. And I think it'd be fun to do it with you and with dance body. Oh yeah.
0: You have, to sneak, fun. In. You have yeah. to sneak it in. You have to It's way more fun. If it's not fun, no human would do it. Humans just do what they like to do and what's rewarding instantly. No one wants to do PT. It is horrible. It's boring. No one wants to do it. But if you have a class, especially if you sign up for the class, you're not going to miss it. I love the idea of doing a challenge. I really do. And I found like when I deep dive someone for a period of time, you really see the reward because if you're just kind of popping into classes, you know how it is. Like you won't won't really see any gains. I just want to make sure like we're seeing some good, especially like if you're healing a hamstring, it might be a good time.
1: Yeah, that would be perfect. I love it. Thank you. I'm excited. Katya, this has been so great. I can't believe it has taken us 10 years to meet of all this time. like. I I really, like, I'm so psyched that we're connected and I hope we like to meet in person. And thank you. Well, I really appreciate
0: being on here today. Thanks for having me on.
1: Thanks again for tuning into Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five star review in Apple podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarniOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarniOnTheMove1 at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of, If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.